again if this is your first time listening to the move swiftly podcast welcome to the show glad to have you i know you're gonna be back for more to my regular listeners here we go again i'm telling you people i i I am so blessed to just run into some absolutely incredible incredible people that are doing absolutely incredible work in this world and i am here i'm here again with someone that I just happened to meet at a networking networking event. Shout out to Gerald Hearns at the Brick by Brick networking event. Met a ton of people there. This is, I believe, like the third person in a row that I've had on the show that I met just at that one event alone. Her name is Lakeisha Hayes, and she is the founder of a company called Let's Heal Together. That is just, just the name in itself should get you excited. Just gives me goosebumps saying that. So with all that, Miss Lakeisha Hayes, welcome to the Move Swiftly podcast. How are you? Thank you so much. Uh, what a beautiful welcome. It is awesome to be here and I'm, I'm grateful. I'm feeling great. How are you feeling? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Having you on is, is just, I've been looking forward to this all day. And, and you know, I really want to just dive right into it because you, you said something that has really hit home with me. And I've been thinking about like from the point I heard it because I've I've done a lot of work on myself. I've done a lot of mental health work. And I've never heard the, the way you describe your company. You said that you build a bridge from mental health to life coaching. Now, that's very powerful because that could be a very huge bridge. So I think the best way to start this conversation off would just kind of give us a little bit about your background and what was, what was school like for you? Because no one just wakes up and says, I'm going to build this bridge from mental health to life coaching. So can you just talk to us a little bit about what was school like for you and and what your background is? Yeah, definitely. Thank you. So uh, just starting with my background, I Mm -hmm. went to Florida State University, and I received my bachelor's in clinical psychology with a minor in child development. And so I was very focused on the mind, wanting to understand the mind, the way others think, how they interact socially, um, and also even just specifying it specifically to children, although I work you know, with all populations in all ages. Um, so for me, school was very... I've always been a student of life and an observer of life. And so for me, school was actually interesting. I would always sit up, you know, in the front of the class, I'd always be the first one in because I wanted to learn. I wanted to see what my mind could grasp and what I could take and apply because it's more than just learning, right? All the time we learn, but to actually learn and then apply, that is really the key, I believe, to success. So that was my school life. It wasn't always easy. Um, I went through a lot uh, as well. Before you continue though, because I think you said something really powerful. I don't want to just brush it off. When you say more than learn, 
but apply. Can you provide some examples of what you mean by that? Because I, I don't want the listeners to just brush that off. That is a very true statement. We could learn a lot, and especially in this time. There's tons of information right at our fingertips. But if we don't apply it, mm-hmm. then we have a huge problem. So can you provide some examples on what you mean by that? Yeah, definitely. Um, so even if you're in a classroom setting now where you're going to school and learning, what is it that you can take from what you've learned and actually apply it to certain areas of your life? And I think that's Mm. important because it will increase your self-awareness, right? So it's more than just, oh, I'm in this math class and, you know, I'm not really a big fan of math, but what are some ideas? What are some theories behind these math problems that you could say, hey, that relates to this area in my life, right? Mm. And so making it a more well-rounded and wholesome experience for yourself (laughs) so you don't really feel Mm -hmm. cheated or robbed of your time being in school. You know, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I too hated math and I hate math to this day. I am not the math person at all. And I, I teach now and there was a girl, there's a girl, she's a fifth grader. She was doing math that was kind of difficult for me to understand. And mm-hmm. she goes, how many feet in a yard? And I'm like, wait a minute, like two or one or whatever. Like I was, I was struggling. <laughs> and then she goes, no, it's three feet. And I was joking around with the other teachers. Like, look, I learned my math through football. So I'm thinking of a yard, like a yard in football doesn't take me three feet. So that's why I would have said said less than two because I know a yard is only like two feet. So, you know, just so you know, I I get what you're saying, because again, I hated math, but I knew enough to play football for 14 years. Like that's, that's how I learned my math. I learned my right and left through, you know, 24 dive, two back goes to the four hole because it's even numbers. So that's how I learned my math, my left and right. So, you know, I love that that point about applying it because if we don't apply it somewhere, then we will we just would be nothing without that thing to apply it to. Oh, sorry, I think I cut out there, but yes, most definitely. Yeah, were you on were you muted? Uh, I think so just for a second, but I'm back now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we could always edit stuff out, so it's all good. Okay. But cool. did you, was there a point that you wanted to repeat or say something? Oh, no, no, no. We're good. We're good. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you were, you were discussing about the importance of applying what you learned as a, um, what you're learning in school and things like that, applying the information that you're being fit, fed in school. And you were kind of talking a little bit about your school experience. Yeah, for sure. Um, let me see. Yeah, so just definitely having that level of awareness, um, being able to understand that every experience you go through is the foundation and it's the building ground for the next season, for the next level. And even if it may not seem like much, for example, you may be working Mm -hmm. at a job right now that you don't really like or you're not really fond of, but what is this job teaching you? What can I learn and then apply? So the job may be Mm -hmm. just teaching you work ethic. It may be teaching you Uh, pushing through when you don't want to, right? These are all lessons in life that are highlighted, but because we're so stuck on, oh, I don't want to be here, we miss out on the magic, really, which is becoming, Mm -hmm. becoming who we're meant to be, becoming our greatest version. So, yeah. Now, you and I are adults, and it's, it's, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's, it's, 
a little less stressful to, or it's not as difficult speaking to adults about these situations because most adults have gone through things and, you know, they've gone through life, whether it's family, they've had to take a job, they've had to do things that they don't necessarily want to do in order to provide for the families. But when it comes to kids, and I'll give you an example, just so you kind of have a clear picture of the kind of kid I'm talking about. I Uh deal with a group of very, very mean, nasty elementary school girls every day that bully, (laughs) you know, they, they are, they don't listen. They, they are very incredibly rude and trying to tell them to do little things. It goes in one ear. And I I actually just got off work now. And we just had this conversation telling them I'm giving them good advice, just like, you know, you and I talking and it goes Mm -hmm. in one ear and out the other. So that leads me to just asking you, especially because you are a woman, how difficult was it to have pairs in school? Or was it difficult to, when you see people that, you know, they're blowing this opportunity, they're just kind of glowing, going through the motions or they're, they're, they're forming these cliques and they're not really taking advantage of the opportunity of just being young. How do you address that situation? Because I know you you are very interested in working with kids. It's, it's clear that, you know, you want to see the young people on the right path. So how difficult is that? Yeah, so I think the first thing is really understanding that even though it may not look like it or seem like it, they are listening. They are listening, they're mm-hmm. receiving. And even though they're in, in psychological terms, we say like their affect, right? The way they present themselves may seem as if they're not paying attention, they really are. And so a lot of times it's just a matter of, you know, laying that groundwork, continuing to say things, being repetitive, Um, and really saying what you mean, right? And also being that example, right? I know, of course, you're a young man, you know, you're dealing with, you know, young women, um, but also Mm -hmm. just just demonstrating uh, the things that you would like to see in them, right? Because they're always looking up to you and they're, they're more focused on what you're doing rather than what you're saying, right? So as long as you emote that level of integrity that you want to see, the level of success that you want to see, they will catch on, you know? And then also some kids, and, and not just for kids, but just people in general, sometimes people right. have... Mm-hmm. Good, I'm, I'm listening. Oh, sometimes people just have to come to the end of themselves. And I know that sounds scary, right? Because it's like, you never know what that end could look like. But usually when people reach the edge of themselves is where they actually find themselves and they're able to now walk into a true place. So I know you may face a lot of difficulties. It may seem like they're not listening, but they definitely are. And really getting to them is just getting to their level, getting down to their level, speaking in a way that they can understand and hoping that they receive it. The thing is, when you say the edge of yourself, and and I I hate to bring it to a race issue, but I think it's kind of necessary under the context that we're living in. It's like the old saying, when you're you're Black or when you're of any minority, you have to work twice as hard to get the same position. So when something like this gets pushed to the edge of ourselves, what can you describe a little bit about what you mean by that? Yeah, so um, usually in life, we have many different experiences that we go through. Um, Some of Mm -hmm. them can be traumatic, right? And a traumatic, uh, I'm sorry, give me one second. Mm -hmm. Okay, sorry about that. 
Um, yeah, so many Only times fun. in Let's life. the Move Swiftly podcast. We make it work. <laughs> I appreciate you. Um, but yeah, a lot of times in life, we go through a lot of experiences, right? And some of them can be mm-hmm. traumatic and they can really uh, shape how we view the world and how we view things. Um, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. What was your question? The, the question was, I really just kind of want you to go in on what you mean by the edge of yourself. And I'm asking oh, yeah. specifically from the perspective of a minority, because when I think of going to the edge of ourselves, and, and actually I just watched, the, I, I listened to a podcast earlier and Stephen A. Smith said that, said this about our people as African-Americans, we, we are always calling each other sellouts or where there's always some kind of a tensious relationship between African-Americans and African-Americans, other minorities and things like that. So when we push ourselves to, when, when we go to the edge of ourselves, sometimes it seems like the damages and the, the things that we go through, it just are, there's no coming back from it. So that's why I really want you to go in on what you mean when you say it doesn't, a change doesn't occur most times or a lot of times until we become pushed to the edge of ourselves, until we actually feel it, until we actually were warned. It's almost, I'll give you an example in my own life. I was warned, you know, I was warned as a high school kid, as one, get your grades right, as one. Yeah, academics are important. Football is not forever. I mean, just constantly, constantly in one ear and out the other. My freshman year, bang, my ACL tears, done. Can't play the game. And all that great advice that I was getting, I mean, that's what I mean. When you say the edge of yourself, I'm thinking that you were warned about something, it happened, boom, what you going to do now? Yeah, definitely. And that's a good example. You know, you kind of came to a point where, and sometimes it may not always be your personal decisions that lead you to that edge. Sometimes life itself actually takes you that course um, in order to birth something new within you. Right. So when I say the Mm. edge of yourself, sometimes you may come to a point where there is no return, where there is no foundation under your feet. Like the foundation is literally pulled away and now you have to truly find yourself in a new space or become in this new space. Mm. And so by being at the edge of yourself or coming almost to the end of yourself, that is where you find Mm. a new beginning because all endings aren't just endings. They're always new beginnings. There's always a transition period between death and life again so yes yes and and just to kind of follow up with that story i ended up leaving that school i was at i got a job at a gym which was the ideal position for me it was die because i was only working seven dollars an hour but i was able to rehab my knee i met some trainers who were making good money and i was learning the business side and then i went back and finished out uh, my degree at stony brook university but having that understanding that football yeah that football wasn't forever So I I love that point about new beginnings. And I really got to ask you now, what would be some other examples of new beginnings that your company provides? You know, what what are some some ways in which you can help people who have have reached that point and then they come to you and and what kinds of activities, what kinds of things do you have them do in order to kind of put that foundation back into their mind and how they can start over? Yeah, definitely. So here at Let's Heal Together, LLC, Uh, The business model really prioritizes counseling and life coaching and bridging that gap, right? So what we do is if someone is coming to me and they're at the edge of themselves or they're at uh, a peak in their life where 
they don't really know what's next or where to turn, the first step is to look back, right? And even when we look yeah. in um, African culture, we, we hear about the term Sankofa, which means that in order to move forward, we have to look back. And that's not only in the sense of ancestry and those who came before us, but that's also in the sense of ourselves. In order to truly move forward, we have to look back, right? So here at Let's Heal, we prioritize dealing with the trauma. We prioritize dealing with the hard stuff, dealing with the issues that you may not be able to be as vocal about, or you may have never had a safe space to be vocal in. We deal with your trauma, we deal with the pain, we heal and begin to grow into the next level, which is the coaching. And so the coaching portion really highlights the importance of I'm healing, now what? And now what is, what do you want to do? As you come into this new version of yourself, what do you want to do? Do you want to start a business? Are you passionate about, you know, a, a particular field? And so what we do is we encourage that and we act as a motivator in order to help mm. you and push you into your purpose, really, because this is purposeful and pushing you into becoming that greatest version of yourself. So that's what we do here. And it's been very rewarding uh, so far. And I consider myself a healing coach, right? Because you hear about life coaches or health coaches, but I consider myself a healing coach because we're working through the healing in order to get to the next stage of your life, which is walking in your purpose. Yeah, I always, I always kind of look at the, I use the example of a slingshot. You know, just yeah. pretend, and this is for you listeners, uh, for you listeners now, pretend that you're that slingshot and the further you go back, further you go back in your past, feel it. You know, mom, mom's alcoholic, you know, dad wasn't there, divorce, you know, you, dad breakup, you know, you didn't get to the NFL, whatever it is, just keep pulling it back, pulling it back, and you're able to see your target. You know, if you yes. ever imagine a slingshot, the further it goes back, you get that target, you get that target, and then it time to let go it goes back it goes out faster and it's just more direct you have more of a chance of hitting that bullseye the further you pull back a slingshot and that that's really what you're describing and I, I love that analogy because so many times too often especially amongst our people when we're we're asked to just show up and do a job like let's think about it most of us as us as african-americans are being paid a lot of money just off our talent alone there's all of being a great athlete or being a great actor or being a great rapper, whatever. That's just talent alone. Very few of us are using that brain to where we got to pull it back, pull it back, pull it back, see that, and then let it go. You yes. know? And, and when yes. the more, the, the ones that really are lasting a long time are the ones that have felt the pain of that, felt all the pain. And they just say to themselves, like one of my favorite authors is uh, Gary Zukav, author of Seed of the Soul and Spiritual Partnerships. And when he says, you know, when you feel that powerless feeling, you will say, I will never let myself go back there. <laughs> when you yes, let that slingshot yes. go, you know, and you've allowed yourself to feel the pain of those breakups, to feel the pain of the people bullying you and the, all the, the nasty shit that has been said to you, you're not going to go back once you let that slingshot go. But you got to pull it back and feel that pain. You got to go back. I definitely agree with that, uh, mm -hmm. for sure. Just 
prioritizing and understanding that you have to experience the unwanted in order to experience yes. what you want, right? And mm, so it's all about going on, through, <laughs> it's all about going through the hard stuff because the hard stuff allows you to appreciate and have gratitude for the good things, for the positive things that you want in your life. But without resistance, yeah. there's no way that you can experience true change. It, it just not, mm-hmm. it's not logical. Let me tell you, I mean, that, that you just said it. I had my ex, I, I was with my high school girlfriend for four years. And when I, when we broke up and I, I said, I was honest with myself and I said, you know, she would have been with really anyone. Like she, she just like, she just had that mentality of, I want to be with someone because the father wasn't in the house and all that. And when I allowed myself to feel the pain of that, I said, to her, I am not going back. I am not just going to be that guy that's with someone from process, through process of elimination. And I say that now because a lot of us, especially when it comes to our relationships, and I'm, I'm, I might hurt someone on this. I might hurt a marriage. Somebody might get divorced when I say this. <laughs> too often, too often do you guys just settle. Okay, too often do you guys just settle and then you wonder why you're upset because you're not allowing yourself to feel that pain and to feel that loneliness. So I am so, so incredibly excited about the work you're doing because it allows people to touch into that. And it's so, so much, it's so needed in our community. So, you know, I don't want to, I want to make sure we get this into, how did you get the, I mean, we got kind of sidetracked on that. How did you go from Florida? Yeah, how did you go from Florida State to starting the business. I want to hear that. I want the listeners to at least hear that story because I know there's got, there's a lot of entrepreneurs listening to the show. They want to know how to start a business. What do you do? Where do you, you know, go for the LLC and all that. So went Florida State to starting Let's Heal Together. Can you kind of just fill us in a little bit? Yeah, definitely. So once I graduated, um, I definitely worked in my field, right? So I worked as a youth case manager. I was able to see that aspect. Um, and then I also worked now, as a what, what year did you graduate for? Like, oh, I graduated in 2019. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're still in this thing. <laughs> yes. And you're so, new, after, yes. So after that, I was able to um, not only work as a youth case manager and see that side of it, um, which really broadened my perspective, but also working as a group therapy facilitator as well, running groups and really seeing people come in broken and then us just having a group session where we could lean on each other, right? And then seeing the improvement mm-hmm. in the clients just from just from having support. Um, and so I would say even through my journey, uh, having experiences can really help to solidify Um, you as you move into your business, having those personal experiences. And from there on, um, I actually started a podcast called Let's Heal, but there was no thought in my mind that I would eventually start a business. But like I said, that was the foundation, the building ground. And I would just talk about, you know, psychological terms. I talk about therapy. I talk about healing. And I would just express, I was just putting the information out there for the public, right? And then Little did I know that God wanted me to actually be in the field in that way. And so I applied, I got my LLC, um, did all the groundwork, uh, created my business plan, really came up with the model. And I really believe that God inspired this. Um, So I I always give him all the credit and all the glory because it's not really common to see 
both counseling and coaching put together. Most of the times you'll just see like a coach or a life coach doing their thing, which is awesome. Or you'll see like a a mental health counselor doing their thing, which is awesome. But to be able to bridge that gap, I feel is so needed. Um, And so, yeah, that was my journey from graduation to now starting this business, being so passionate about it. Um, And I also work as a weekend foster parent, uh, relieving the foster mom during the week. And so being able to have those extra experiences, it just builds up that, I guess you could call it like a natural resume um, that you always have in the back of your mind to help you to help others. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to steal this quote because I was listening to, shout out to Taj, man. I was listening to his show earlier and he had a guest on that said, you're either in the people business or you're not in business. <laughs> Straight up, you're either in the people business or you are not in business. It it has to be your truth. It has to be your truth. You you oh, listeners, yes. you guys hear me say you gotta. It's gotta be true. You can't do it part time. It's got to be who you are. Got to be who you are. I mean, and you mentioned this. You just mentioned it. But the problem with life coaching now is some of them are contracted with certain companies, so there's only so much they can do. There, there's yes. there, there's just not a lot of freedom, or there's a mental health coach that's doing it, but he's doing it under the confines of a company and the contract yes. they have. So they're kind of staring you a certain way. I have yet, and then I'm, I'm proud that you're doing this because you're doing it so young and you kind of have the flexibility to, to maybe work a job and then make sure the company is, the message is the right way. Yes. I love the fact that you're able to really put those two things together because that is specifically what every single person is going to need eventually. Everybody's not going to need some, you know, everyone's going to need some help, but they're not going to necessarily want to have to do it through some, through some company or have to contract to do it and stuff exactly. like that. Like I, I'm a trainer with positive coaching lives myself and we train the mindset as well, but it's again, they have three principles that we, that we have to cover. And if the people that are listed at my workshops, if they don't want to hear about those three principles, then it's like, hey, you know, we don't have it. So that that's why I'm, I'm really I'm really happy to to have connected with you and, and see how we can really push each other forward because this is this is awesome, man. This is awesome. As you can tell, I'm excited. Thank you. I am pumped. Yes. I am pumped. And, and it's great to, to meet some of the no's, man. It, it's great. I was, Ooh, I was go no's. <laughs> well, what y'all doing on the football field though, man? They, they, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> Okay, because we got real props if we have to start talking football. I am not happy with how they've been performing. (laughs) All right. Oh, man, you know, but all right. So I want to be very respectful of your time. And before we get out of here, can you just tell people a little bit about how they can get in touch with you? You know, what's well, first of all, what's coming next? What can they expect? And then how can they get in touch with you? And what's the best way of, of connecting with you? Yeah, so just the next steps in regards to the company and and the brand is really just getting it out there more, uh, having more vendor events, visiting more vendor events, where I can just spread the message about what I do. Eventually, I would love to get some more mental health counselors on board. So, you know, if you have a bachelor's or you're interested, definitely reach out. And then that would be my projection, you know, to be able to have a team um, that I'm working with who are also healing coaches. And we can just all come together, you know, with our superpowers (laughs) and help to Mm -hmm. to change the the world and and change the landscape of our society, uh, both mentally and emotionally and spiritually as well. Um, and so definitely you can reach me, um, at let's heal together, LLC on Instagram, uh, in the Instagram 
bio, we do have a link that goes straight to our Calendly, and that is where you can either schedule a 15-minute consultation, um, and then after that following up, you'll be able to schedule actual sessions. And then in that consultation, I'll go more in depth about what we do. I'll probably do a quick assessment, kind of see where you're at, kind of see why you want therapy services, what are you looking for, what kind of goals you're trying to achieve. And then I would come up with an individualized plan specific for you um, that'll help you to not only heal on this journey, but then to become, right? And so, yeah, you can definitely find me there on Instagram. And we're still working on the website, so that will be up shortly. Um, But yeah, I think that's it. Lovely, lovely. And all of that will be included in the show notes as well. So we'll definitely be in touch about that. Now, before I officially close, this is the one thing I do with all of my guests is I need you, Lakeisha, to use your imagination. And I want you to pretend that you are with someone who is like struggling. I mean, just off the street. She just went. In fact, I'll even I'll give you a a bigger picture. I had a client one time when I trained who told me, she said she signed her divorce papers and lost her job all within 24 hours. So I want you to pretend that there's someone struggling, like just in need of any help. And she just, she just, you just imagine she just got into the Zoom room and it's just you and her. And she asks, how can you help? And you say, well, I would definitely just speak to her heart and I'd say, listen, Life will happen, right? But understand that nothing is forever. And every moment that you encounter is temporary. So in this moment, I just want you to first feel, definitely feel every single emotion. Don't try to overanalyze it. Don't try to overthink it. Allow yourself to truly feel. Once you feel and move through those emotions, now you can come up with a plan. And so when, regardless of where you are now, just know that that's not forever and that there's another stage, there's always greater. And every setback you have is just a setup for a comeback, right? So everything that you go through is refining you. It's making you stronger. It's making you wiser. It's making you more aware for the next level version of yourself. Because in order to reach that next level, you had to go through some of these pains, some of these traumas. But as you go through, it'll help you to become. So don't be afraid to feel. Don't be afraid to sit in this moment. But just know that there is greater coming. And that success is not the destination. Success is the journey. And as long as you are in alignment with your goals and in alignment with the things that you want to do in this life, you are already successful. You just got to take the steps to get there. So be strong and just know that I'm always here for you, my beautiful butterfly. Mm-mm-mm. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. You have blessed us. Thank, Thank you for you jumping for on the show. Me. This was this was incredible. This was incredible. All right, fellow teammates, continue to move swiftly. We will talk more soon. I could believe 
How could you lie? 